welcome to episode 31 of the Family Geekery Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm Amber. And I'm Chris. And today we're doing another character profile, but first let's talk about our day. Weeks. <laughs> we're only going to talk about today. <laughs> yeah, just today. Only The other six matters. days of this week don't matter. <laughs> so who's got something going on this day or this week? We'll, we'll expand it out. Uh, there's some big major Sims news. Um, yeah. Sims 4 is now officially free. So that's pretty epic. Um, Danny can stop using all of my uh, Sims, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and also, The Sims had a, a live stream called Behind the Sims Summit, and they announced future updates and um, even announced and showed a, a small little sneak peek of the next Sims game which is right now called Project Renee for like renaissance and and stuff, um, which is really exciting. But I'm probably more excited for the major Sims 4 baby update. And if you don't know, babies in The Sims 4 are objects. They sit in a <laughs> bassinet and cry. But they're going to change that. So that's cool. They're going to lie in the bassinet and giggle? <laughs> No, they showed a video of it crawling on the floor. Mm-hmm. It looked a lot like toddlers, yeah, so I don't know how they're going to differentiate between infants and toddlers, but I don't know. More more gameplay is always wanted. So they're finally catching up to like Babysitter Tycoon <laughs> 2006 time period. Yeah. Nice. Maybe they can have a mini game. <laughs> where you have the, the hundred baby challenge, but you have all hundred at the same time, and you oh, have to change I, yeah, all I think their diapers. Have done that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What about you, Danny? Anything? Uh, anything you got? Uh, other than the Sims updates, nothing really. I watched a little bit of the live live stream, but other than that, nothing. That's cool. And I had a long road trip this week, so. I took along with me a uh, book on tape, and this time I read or listened to, I guess more technically, listened to the the book about Critical Role, and Critical Role is a uh, an online, I guess, Dungeons and Dragons group of people. They're a bunch of voice actors that, that uh, well, I guess if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know who Critical Role is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm explaining nerd stuff to nerds, but yeah, they're, they're voice actors who got together and it's really neat how they started. It was like, there was a guy, um, who was having a birthday and his, I think his director, um, one was like an actor and one was a director and one was having a birthday. So the other one said, Hey, for your birthday, I'm going to do a Dungeons and Dragons party. So he invited a bunch of people over and they had that just one-off shot and uh, had so much fun. They're like, hey, we should do this some more. And then I guess, uh, what's what's the girl's name from Geek and Sundry? That was in the guild. Oh, Felicia Day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Felicia Day. <laughs> uh, she was like, hey, why don't you put this on Geek and Sundry's Twitch stream? And that's where they started on Twitch. And then uh, from that, 
they've done what like several seasons now of of this and several campaigns i guess they would they would call them and i i recently after reading the book i jumped on to see like on youtube to see the the old seasons and the comments on the first episode of the first season were were all the same they were all like well, it looks like I've got 900 hours of content to catch up on. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so, so it's because uh, each like episode is three hours. It's like a three hour long, you know, piece. And there's several episodes that make up a campaign. But it's uh, it's pretty cool because they all do voices, of course. And uh, that's, that's kind of neat to watch and listen to. I knew one of them, Matthew Mercer, because he plays Cassidy on Overwatch. <laughs> so that's that's how I knew him. <laughs> yeah, he's the uh the DM or the GM. He's the one that he's like the mastermind behind it. Um he's pretty pretty awesome at what he does too. So I might start watching some of that. I don't know if I'll get through nine hundred hours of it, but <laughs> I'll start start watching some of it in my spare time and and uh see what it is. But but what's really cool and here's a trivia question for you, Amber, since you knew more about Critical Role than I did. What I don't are, think that's true, but okay. What are their fans called? Do you know that? No. They're called Critters. Oh, that's cute. I thought At first I thought it was cute, and then I realized it was because Critical Role. Yeah. Yeah, so you got it a lot quicker than I did. <laughs> but I was driving, so I have an excuse. I was like concentrating on not hitting people with my car. But yeah, so so their community is exactly what I had envisioned, like our community. Like, remember, I said that I wanted to form a community, right? Yeah. Um, Hit us up, Critical Role. Let's let's do a collab. No, I'm not expecting like billions of people <laughs> like they have following them, and they've had some really successful like uh, Kickstarters and stuff like that. But just the uh, the genuine nature of how they describe their their fans and how much they're willing to donate to charities and stuff in, in the name of Critical Role and how uh, self-policing they are in their, uh, in their streams and stuff. If someone starts being a, a doofus, then they, uh, they call them out right away. You know, or if somebody's mean to somebody, then they'll call them out right away. So I, I think that that's, uh, that's probably the, the coolest part of, of what I've learned about them is, is how the, the critters are so... Uh, so genuine. Mm-hmm. So, so we need to come up with a name for for our fans, and uh, I don't know, geekers. The fam. <laughs> yeah, we've just been loosely loosely calling it the fam, but I think geekers. Would you Would you want to be a geeker? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It only costs seven dollars. Wow. <laughs> so for seven dollars, you can become a geeker. And I'll give you an emote, whatever an emote is. <laughs> <laughs> you can have one. I'll, I'll find nice. one somewhere. I'll get a fiber. I'll get a fiber, make me a, an emote, and I'll make $2 out of it. Nice. Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah, that was a good, a real good book. And uh, I enjoyed it. It was nice to, to learn about a, I've a got, geeky community. I've got book news also. Okay. Um. Rick Riordan announced that he's finally going to be revisiting Percy Jackson in book form. Um, So the next series will be Percy Jackson and the Olympians, the chalice of the gods. Hmm. Um, 
following Percy, Annabeth, and Grover, the original trio. And that'll be coming in September of next year. So I've got a long time to wait, but a long time to reread the first 10 books. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. And I guess the only other uh, news I got is the She-Hulk has has finished the TV show She-Hulk, which I'm ashamed to say my daughters have not watched yet. But they must. I hear it's cringe. I, I enjoyed it. And you gotta, you gotta understand the tongue-in-cheek nature of her in the comics and how that how they tried to bring that out in the uh, in the show. And in the last episode, there's a gag that is just top-notch. It's like really cool what they did and how they did it. And, uh, you know, there is, there is some overly quirky stuff for the sake of being quirky, but, but the gag that they do in that last episode is, is pretty cool. I'll leave it at that. No spoilers. Okay. Okay. All right. So we're ready for this episode. We're doing a character profile. So this is our third in our series of official character profiles. We had Amber kick it off with Dazzler and we had... Danny followed up with Groot. And for mine, I didn't tell you guys up, up until I, I, I give you guys the comics to read. Did you have any clue of who this was before reading this this week? No. Nope. So you had no clue who I was going to pick. And the character that we are profiling in this episode is Darkhawk. And Darkhawk started in his own comic in 1991. And at the time, the first line of the first issue, I don't know if you saw it, but it was a quote by Stan Lee saying that this is going to be the story of the greatest superhero of the 90s. Yeah. And the 90s happened to also bring us (laughs) Deadpool, Cable, (laughs) Spider-Man 2099. Um, They brought us a lot of of stuff. The New Warriors was a, a big hit in the 90s. And I think Darkhawk had some crossover with the New Warriors at some point. But Darkhawk was uh, pretty much, you know, this is a, a, a title that started when I was reading comics as a kid. And I was all about the, hey, here's something new. I can start reading it from the beginning. You know, I've, I've mentioned that before. I didn't want to start reading Hulk in episode 262. You know, because it's like watching Critical Role in season seven. <laughs> you got 900, 900 hours to catch up on. So anytime they had something in the 90s and the 90s was the heyday of starting new stuff because they were selling comics like crazy. So uh, this was right in, in line with that. So 1991 first issue, new person, new hero, new story. And, and I just loved it. So. So that's uh, what we're going to start off with. We read Darkhawk number one from 1991. And then we also read Darkhawk 91 or Darkhawk number one from like 2020 something. <laughs> so a very recent title. I think it was um, 21 since it because it said like yes, the 30th 30, anniversary. 30th anniversary. Yep, you are correct. So let's start off with Darkhawk number one from 1991. What... Uh, what happens in, in this comic book? Who wants to kick out, kick it off? So who, first of all, who is the main character? You remember his name? Chris. It's easy for me to remember. 
Yeah, I thought maybe you liked him because he had your name. He's got more than just my name. Let me explain that. Your superpowers? He's also got, he's also got <laughs> my superpowers and my moppy hair. No, he, so his name is Chris Powell, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's a, a quick side story. In about maybe a year before this, probably like 1990 or something, I had a summer job. And that summer job paid me every week. And at the end of the week, you'd go to the office and you'd get your paycheck. So at the end of week one, I went and said, hey, I'm here for my paycheck. And they handed me my paycheck, except it said Chris Powell. And I'm like, like, "Um, I'm not Chris Powell. And the guy said, yes, you are. I I said, no. I told him my real name and he's like, huh. Oh, let me see. And he he flipped, you know, he did the little flip the fingers through the through the checks and he's like, Oh, here you go. And he handed me my real name. And I was like, Okay, so I I know the other twenty people I'm working with and I know there's not another Chris, let alone a Chris Powell. Like, who is that check for? And he's like, Well, we all thought you were Chris Powell. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, Nope. So uh, the next week I went back and I was like is there is there a check for Chris Powell? Oh my <laughs> they're gosh! Like, they're like, yep. And I'm in my mind. I'm thinking, you know, and, and I'm like a what eighteen, seventeen year old kid. I'm trying to think of the logistics of bringing this check to a bank, <laughs> cashing two checks. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I got two checks for Chris and Chris, but obviously I did not start my mastermind crime ring in that case. I let them keep the checks that said Chris Powell. <laughs> That's funny. So, so fast forward another year later, and here's Chris Powell, superhero, and uh, his mom is the assistant DA. His dad is a cop, and he's got twin brothers, Jonathan and Jason. Yeah. So that's that's his uh, family makeup. So what what happens in this first episode? There's some shady guy. Um, Bazin. Bazin. Yep, Philippe Bazin, I think is his full name. And he's he's working with the Hobgoblin to try to find this thing. And we don't know what that thing is until later. Um, and so he's kind of like harassing Chris's family, um, like threatening the lawyer mom. And he gets into some bad business with the with the cop dad. Um, yeah, and I don't know if they spelled it out in the first episode, but his mom, being the the district attorney, she's actually prosecuting in the middle of prosecuting Philippe Bazin. Okay. So, so that's why they're they're uh, trying to get trying to get her to drop the case. Okay. The dad, we don't know what's happening, right? Just right. some shady shady business. Yeah, we don't find that out until the end or the middle, I guess. Um, and so there's this theme park that's closed and is going to get um demolished um that's kind of like the base of or that's like the location of the special object i guess and and so basin wants to check that out and that's where there's like a homeless guy that they try to get information from but he doesn't help them um and the the twin brothers really want to go to this this um, abandoned 
uh, theme park before it gets gets demolished. So they kind of run away while uh, while Chris is out with his friends, and he's supposed to be watching them. So they go, and they they see their dad doing some some shady stuff with Bazin, um, and then Bazin like sees them and. And the goons, they try to kill the kids because right. killing kids is totally okay to do. Um, and it's only going to take one bullet, he said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Chris locks the twin brothers in a little closet thing while he tries to protect them. And while doing so, he finds this diamond thing. Like, is it a necklace? Is it like an amulet or something? Yeah, it's just like a, an amulet. And so when he picks it up, he transforms in into a super guy. And it kind of reminded me of like Shazam and um, Green Lantern. <laughs> two, two Every great other superhero. <laughs> um, so he defeats all the bad guys. Um, and he's like confused what's happening. Like his body changed. He's got a... a some powers and a, and a new suit of armor and stuff. Um, and so he's doing that and he, and he's, af- he's afraid he's going to get stuck in that form. Yeah. Um, so as but, cool as it is to be a superhero, he doesn't want to be stuck like that forever. Right. And so then finally after defeating them, he turns back into normal, um, I guess ripping the amulet from him. Um, and he just kind of leaves it, chases after his dad. Um, dad leaves them, I guess. Yeah. He just <laughs> like, split. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Chris goes back and he finally unlocks the kids from the, <laughs> from the closet. And he's like, oh, hold on, hold on a second. I'm going to go get something. And he goes back to pick up the diamond thing. And then the homeless person says that the power is the Darkhawk power. Um, yeah, because before he called the fun house like Hawk's house. Oh. I don't know if you caught that, but he called it Hawk's house. For for some reason, I don't know if, if the thugs were just randomly there. That was like a, a place that they would meet to do their evil dealings. And it just happened to be the same place that... <laughs> that this amulet was in the basement of this fun house or this haunted fun house. Um, so I'm not sure if that was just a coincidence or if they were really close to finding it, but they just didn't find it. Mm. But it did seem like the, uh, the homeless guy knew more than what he was letting yeah, on. Yeah. And he wasn't telling the goons, but he was really happy to tell the kid. So that's cool. Yep. And so then at the end, he uh, Chris is in his room and he puts the amulet back on, turns into Dark Hawk, and has his like power stance moment. And um, I guess Hobgoblin is going to be his his big enemy. Yep. And later on in the comics, he teams up with Spider Man. So oh, that's cool. That's handy. Yeah. So his dad is always talking about how they the good guys when he says they they need to have an edge against yeah. these bad guys so at one point 
Chris <laughs> even calls himself Edgeman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him Edgeman is here. Glad they didn't go with that. That's a weird name. Yeah. So, so that's pretty cool. What do you think, Danny? I thought it was cool. It was because yeah. most of the comics that we read are like characters that we've known or heard of before. So it was cool to read one with someone I had like no clue about. Yep. Yeah. And it it is uh it was it was a good comic for the nineties because like I said it was new and they were they were launching a bunch of new titles, so they had to almost have like their own universe within a universe where there's a, you had a bunch of new people that were making a name for themselves, but at the same time it was an awesome way of Marvel to throw in uh, cameos like everywhere. Like we're gonna we're gonna put Punisher in issue number two, and we're gonna put Spider Man in issue number three. And a lot easier to do in writing than it is in movies, having to hire an actor and stuff. Right. Yep. So yeah, so that was that was good. I think that went on for a couple years in the nineties. I I still have mine. I think I probably have like the first twelve issues or something before I stopped collecting. Um, but yeah, I had to I had to break those out and read those recently. So I thought that was a a good one to share with you guys. And then I liked uh, it. Yeah. F- mm-hmm. fast forward thirty years. So in in the in the middle of of these two titles, there was a a one off issue called Darkhawk. I think it was like Heart of the Hawk. It was just a single issue, and I think it it might have shown what happened to Chris over the years. So I think he eventually became a cop in the comics, and Chris Powell, the cop, was struggling between, hey, do do I uh, serve this community more as a cop or as a superhero? Um, and he was a, he was always afraid that he would become the corrupt person that his father did. So I don't remember in the long run what happened to the dad if he ever came back or something. But I don't think it was a, a misunderstanding. I think it was actually he was taking money for something. Oof. Yep, oof. So fast forward 30 years and we kick off the new series with Connor Young. Who's, yeah. Connor, who's Connor Young, Danny? He is um, like a star basketball player. For just his like team. you. Oh, yeah, just like me. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it begins with like um, in the middle of a game. Um, there's like a few seconds left. They're down by one and and he makes the the last shot and everyone's excited he gets interviewed and he talks about his scholarship to a school for basketball and everyone's really excited for him um and then he's walking home with one of his teammates and there's like a bunch of police cars and and stuff so they they overhear them and they're like um there's a uh, robbery and and um, by these three guys and they're like oh okay and then what do you know these three guys stop them on the way home and they're like <laughs> hey good job at your game um there's there's a robbery over there so like don't don't go and talk with the police uh, that's too much like like 
don't do that. And they're like, oh, okay. And so they just walk home after seeing three guys. (laughs) Um, And one was a previous schoolmate or a previous like high school jock. That was, yeah, that played basketball or something. He played football. He was like the quarterback, but he didn't make it in his, in the next step. So yeah, you can kind of see where that's going, where he's a disgruntled, you know, his dreams didn't come true. So he's going to make his own fortune somehow. Looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. So they head home and Connor's talking to his dad. He's like, Oh, I'm not feeling the best, so I'll I'm just gonna go for a run. This might have been like the next day or something. And he doesn't feel that well and he like um passes out and face plants right on the sidewalk. Yeah, with a with a pool of blood around him. Um and so they go to the doctor and they're really nervous and apparently he has like a central nervous like problem and and he gets really worried that his scholarship's going to be gone. They don't want someone that's going to possibly just like pass out randomly or be in um, trouble like that. So. So he's going from like the the highlight of his life to like yeah. absolute yeah. worst news, news getting diagnosed <laughs> with MS the next day. So that, yeah, that's quite the arc for uh, a couple pages um and then he just explains that um he's like really mad about not being able to get the scholarship or he's worried about the scholarship and and like um the next day or so the next game everyone is like oh where's connor like what is he doing? He's not playing. And, and so he walks out of the game and, and, um, he's just like sitting alone. And all of a sudden there's like a big building, like explosion. And, um, he sees someone in trouble and he goes to help them. And, um, he turns into the, um, what's his name? Dark Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> and he saves them. Um, and that's that. But the then crystal there's like, was like calling for him. Like yeah. he was about Same. to pass out, and the crystal was going, Connor. And it looked yeah. like it fell from the sky. Did you catch that? Like I didn't know where it came from. I was a little. Yeah, confused. I don't know either. Yeah, a couple frames back, it was like there were purple streak through the sky. Yeah. So it must have must have fallen from something. Maybe uh, Thanos' glove it had a loose fitting or something. <laughs> um, but he saves the people that were in the explosion, and and then it cuts to um, the the old jock that we saw earlier, and he's like disciplining the the three guys that blew up the building. He's like, "Why? Why'd you do something so flashy?" and and stuff like what's the point of that and then all of a sudden you see um connor's best friend derek who derek, was a yep. part of it yeah yep which, which explains why twist. he could could uh, afford the 60 dollars of pizza that oh yeah oh delivered. yeah 
No, no, but earlier when the jock was like, hey, avoid this street. You don't want that to mess with your with your um, scholarship. I, I, it just dawned on me. He was given the hint to Derek, like, hey, the police are over there. You don't want to be caught up in that. Like, oh, protect, yeah. protect our, our name and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so he's the the Derek kid can afford the you know they had three pizzas delivered and the dad's yeah. like I'll pay for that it must be like sixty dollars worth of pizza and Derek's like I got this and then uh, and then also Derek was coming to the house that day before he found out that his his best friend was diagnosed with MS he was he was coming to talk about the product drop which is a new pair of shoes so there's some new kicks oh. on the street and and. Uh, He's already bought them, and he wants he wants to get some, I guess, for Connor because he's got all this dirty money that he's making from mm. from nefarious things, using Stark's uh, energy weapons on the streets, <laughs> blowing up buildings. Future weapons. Yeah, yeah. So that was the big reveal at the end. He'd taken off his uh, his mask, and you could see it's his best friend. And uh, I think I literally gasped when I. When I read it, <laughs> oh, like, what? I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> so as as this series goes on, and I've only read a couple from from this latest series, um, Connor comes up with the conflict of just like Chris didn't want to know if he wanted to keep you know keep the the, the armor on or not. Um, Connor's going through the same thing, but his his is uh, muddied his his decision is muddied by the fact that when he's in the dark hawk form uh he doesn't have the ailments of oh. ms um and i think what's really happening and they don't spell it out in the comics in in this case right away but what's happening is um the the dark hawk armor like when you activate it it transports your body to another dimension <laughs> And then it transports the dark hawk to your dimension, but you yeah. keep your keep your mind intact. So it's uh, only your mind, and it's some some other, uh, you know, being is is actually there doing the physical stuff. And then when you take the crystal off, then your body gets transported back. So I, I think, um, like as he gets injured, as he gets cut and stuff like that, when he takes the uh, you know if, if dark hawk gets injured in battle when he takes a crystal off, then the, the, the human is like completely fine. Hmm. Huh. That's cool. Yep. So is it just kind of like a, if you find the crystal, then you're the new dark Hawk until you lose it or something. Yeah. I think throughout the course of the first series, other people had stolen the crystal from him and became, Ooh. um, became, you know, superhuman. I think there was five and this is probably, how the how the story progresses there's five of those crystals so there's five armors so i'm sure he has to fight against you know like beings at some point Um, interesting it seems like a very uh you know he just puts the crystal to his chest and it just stays there (laughs) like like, why doesn't the bad guy just be like oh i'll take that (laughs) like i'll turn you back into a human instantly like why doesn't someone just like shoot it off of him or <laughs> steal it off of him? I don't know. It seems like a very, a very uh, unsafe way of of keep storing your powers. Like, oops, I dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was uh, 
that was a good, more modern story. Uh, he, he even gets referenced um, in, in like the next issue when they talk about how good he is, uh, Connor, at basketball. He's the fifth best in the nation. Wow. Um, and his, his other friend that's on the team, I think his last name was Wu or something like that, um, he calls him the next Steph Curry. <laughs> that's funny. So, you should tell uh, mom to read this one. So Steph Curry is now Marvel canon. <laughs> wow. But yeah, but good. not LeBron. Because <laughs> <laughs> he signed on with what Warner Brothers or something <laughs> to be in the Space yeah. Jam movies. He's he Looney Tunes canon. Yeah. I don't know which I'd rather be Looney Looney Tunes canon or Marvel <laughs> canon. No, I don't know. That seems like an. Epic what do you mean you are though. Marvel canon? You're Chris Powell. That's true. And there's a lot of uncashed checks with my name on them. <laughs> maybe he's real. Cash. Maybe I worked with him and I just didn't know. Yeah, but he had I, to leave. He was that moppy-haired kid I always made fun of. <laughs> with the two bratty, uh, bratty twin brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Those kids get like even worse, like bratty as the series really? goes on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. They were annoying. <laughs> so did you guys enjoy the the comics? I did. I did, I did too. We'll have to get some more out and, and read some more. Catch so up is he just not that bit. famous because they just didn't write that much for him? Yeah. Yeah. It just, um, I think it he just like got cool lost. Concept. He got lost in the, uh, in the wash kind mm-hmm. of in, in that time frame. So in the late eighties, early nineties, big boom at Marvel especially at Marvel big boom of like comics were just selling like crazy and then it kind of imploded on itself because there was just too many and everybody just got tired you know like myself included Uh, just got tired mm -hmm. like like your universe just kept on expanding and expanding and it's just like I can't keep up with it everything's crossing over with everything and and, uh, it, it just imploded on itself and I think yeah. he was just the victim of that. You know, he had a series uh, going for a couple of years and then it imploded. And when it implodes, what do you do? You go back to, okay, Captain America, Spider-Man, <laughs> Hulk, the X-Men. We'll, we'll just go back to the basics. I know how some people are viewing the, the movies now. Like, there's just so much MCU. Right. Yeah. Yep. And eventually, I think the same will probably happen. Like, the next movie will come out and be, people will be like, hmm. Another one? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Haven't we seen this Ant Man and and uh, Ant Woman or whatever? The Wasp. <laughs> wasp. Ant <laughs> <Yeah>, Woman. <laughs> Take Ant away woman. my nerd card. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, uh, I mean they've they've done pretty good so far keeping the quality up with the quantity. Uh, mm. let's, let's hope they do. Yeah. Do do, do that. You guys should watch. Um, Werewolf by Night. Very good. Yeah? Yeah. I'll have to watch that. It was very reminiscent of, like, early horror movies. Like the black and white, like, mummy and stuff. Cool. And perfect timing, because it's October. Yeah. It's almost like they planned it like that or something. (laughs) Almost like they planned it. Almost like they released a horror movie in Halloween season. 
It wasn't very scary. It was good. Does it hint at any crossover? I think it's like separate because it doesn't, I don't think it's canon to the MCU. It's just like a Marvel production. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because as we remember from the Moon Knight episode, Moon Knight had his first appearance in Werewolf. Right. Yeah. The comic. So I didn't know if they were going to use that to tie it together, but it's only one hour long. So yeah, it's, it, I guess it can't. It seems very standalone. Yeah, that's good. So uh, pretty cool. So we'll we'll continue these character profiles, and uh, yeah. as we come up with with new ideas, we will mix them into the the podcast. And, and if you guys out there listening have any characters that you'd like to do a profile on, then shoot us an email at podcast at familygeekery.com and we will check out your favorite characters and maybe do a a, a feature on them. But other yeah. than that, any other uh, any other news or comments, girls? Nope. Cool. So we will uh, we will leave you off with this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, Peace out. Peace out and, and geek, geek out. Thank you for listening to the Family Geekery podcast. For more information, visit www.familygeekery.com. Don't forget to subscribe at your favorite podcast provider. And until next time, peace out and geek out.